Hello and welcome to uh, an IPO podcast. Thank you for downloading this. Um, we are the Intellectual Property Office, as you probably know. We are a government body um, responsible for protecting intellectual property throughout the UK. Intellectual property falls into four main areas, patents, trademarks, designs and copyrights. And our remit is to protect those, register those, grant those rights to the, uh, the British public and companies in the UK. Based in Newport in South Wales, uh, we have about a thousand staff based down here, still retain a small London office. Um, and our role, as I say, is, is promoting and uh, protecting IP throughout the UK. So another podcast. Uh, this time I am joined by a colleague of mine, uh, Christopher Smith. Um, and today we've got a, a bit of a strange one today. Um, and what we're going to be talking about is the common questions that, we, that our um, information centre get asked. We have an information centre here, about sort of 10 people based in there. Uh, answering queries on all areas of IP and what we thought we'd do is take the sort of top 10 subjects they get and discuss them um, and sort of try and give you the answers before you ring the centre so hopefully um, it will stop you potentially what's ringing the centre. What's their phone number? What's their um, phone number? 0300 300 2000 is their number if you do want to call them but hopefully after this podcast you won't. Um, now we haven't seen these questions, so we're going um, to do these randomly. So, uh, Chris, do you want to say hello, who you are, where you work, and um, a bit about yourself? Hello, I'm Chris. I'm Chris Smith. Um, I used to work with Gary uh, on the outreach team. Now, however, I'm working in policy, um, innovation policy department. Uh, my main focus at the moment is uh, universities, um, looking at getting intellectual property in engulfed or embedded in the whole of the university cycle. Um, but also education further, so further education, um, innovation in general, so working with other organisations, university enterprise zones is one of these things that I'm looking at currently. So yeah, I'm, I'm now doing a bit of policy work, which is what else we do in the, in the Intellectual Property Office. But previously, business outreach. We've worked with each other for sort of a number of years, haven't we? Nothing we wouldn't do for each other. I wouldn't do nothing for you. I you wouldn't do nothing, nothing for, for me. me. Yeah, yeah, classic. So, so uh, <laughs> we'll start the ball rolling. I'll quickly turn over my little bit of paper and ask Christopher the question. The top number one question we get asked um, in the Info Centre is, uh, apparently, can I add a class to my trademark application? I did get that when I, I, I did a bit of kind of work in the Info Centre. Every now and then we uh, shadow for them. Um, basically, once it's registered, once it's applied for, you've paid your fees, you've paid your 170 quid plus 50 odd quid uh, per class on top of the first. Adding an extra class, obviously, then there's incurred costs, so no. Once it's registered, same again, you're going to have to reapply for a new trademark, basically the same trademark, but for a different class. So that's going to cost you another 170 quid as opposed to that 50 quid in the first place. Okay, take, take a step back there. So when you're applying for a trademark, basically there are 45 classes or categories that you can apply for. Class 1 being chemicals and oils, class 25 being clothing, classes 35 upwards are for services. So when you make the application, you tell us which classes you want your uh, trademark to apply in, to be protected in. You tell us the classes, you pay the money, which is £170 for your first class and examination, £50 for any extra classes you file for at the same time. If, after you've submitted your application, you wish to add a class, sadly you can't. Uh, you then have to reapply in the extra class that you're uh, going to apply for. So it's going to cost you another 120 so quid, basically. it's going to cost you another £170, sadly. So advice would be, think carefully when you're going to apply. Think of where that particular brand, that particular logo, you may be using it. 
and obviously take uh, make sure you apply in those classes on day one rather than coming back later and saying, I now want to add a, a further class. So, yeah, you should be also kind of going, stemming on from that, especially you should be thinking of where you want to use it within the next five years. Absolutely. Can yeah. you? Where, where, where potentially can I use this trademark? Because you don't want to have to file a new trademark in three years' time no. for a whole new, you know, do it now, saves you 120 quid. Yeah, bargain. absolutely. Trademarks for 10 years, of course. So obviously once you've got it, you've got that 10-year protection uh, and that begins from the application filing date. So you may have two separate applications then if you're filing for an extra class and obviously you don't really want to administer that. So make sure you file uh, as many classes as you want at, uh, on day one. Okay, so that's sort of question one. Uh, question two, uh, someone is using my company name. What can I do? So first things first, um, we did do a podcast uh, a little while ago on company names because your company name is quite separate from your trademark application. So if somebody is using your company name, go to company's house, um, see who is registered, because you can have very similar names at company's house. You know, adding S's, uh, limiteds, um, universals, so adding something different on spellings. the end, different spellings potentially on the company's house register would be allowable. As a trademark, it potentially wouldn't be. So what you've got to do is, is, is clarify what they're actually doing. Have they registered the, the name as a trademark? In which case, potentially, that gives that, them the rights to use it in trade anyway. Um, have they registered at Company's House or something similar at Company's House? What have you got registered? Have you got your company name registered at Company's House? Have you got a trademark register? So I think you've got to take a step back. Can you stop them? You need to look to see um, what's actually registered, what you have registered, Get some advice. Again, phoning, uh, I guess I'm trying to get, stop people to phone me, our, our call centre, but 0300, 300, 2000. Give them a ring. They will clarify the situation for you and they'll point you in the right direction as to take an action. We also, on uh, our website, have an enforcement strand. I have mentioned our website, www.gov.uk forward slash IPO. system on there called the Health Check and there's an enforcement strand on that um, that tool so you can actually answer a series of questions and again that will point you in the right direction if you want to clarify um, you know whether you're being infringed or not so that again is possibly uh, a way forward okay I suppose there is one other thing unregistered yeah. trademarks yep they may well have protection in unregistered rights yep so if very difficult to do yep if you haven't registered then obviously you have you, you may potentially build up unregistered rights more difficult than taking an action if you have a registered trademark passing off action is a bit more expensive you have to prove you've built up reputation behind your brand you've got to prove you've been infringed or harmed in some way um, so it's, it's a lot more difficult than taking a, a, an action if you have a registered trademark and I suppose if you were to take an action other than talking to us you might want to get in touch with a trademark attorney course, yeah. I mean, through I've, SITMA I've, I think the first advice, any advice you would go, is is, is take some legal advice yeah. um, as to your best uh, point of call, your best um, way to go forward. So the SITMA is the Chartered Institute of Trademark Attorneys, recently yes. changed from ITMA, because yes. they've got that charter status. SITMA.org.uk, if yes. you want to visit the website. Again, they've got a drop-down menu, so you can choose an attorney local to you, um, get in touch with them, get some advice. Often the first uh, half an hour will be free of charge. So don't worry about uh, the cost at that stage, and they can point you in the right direction. Question three. Uh, oh, you like, you like this one. Do you want to take What's it? What's the point of registering a trademark if you're not going to help me protect it? Ah, so that kind of stems from that enforcement point mm -hmm. that you just made there, doesn't it? Okay, so yes, obviously with the registry office, 
we're not here to protect your IP necessarily for you. We're not going to take it to court. We're not going to sue anyone for you. That is your job. However, we are going to help you in some way, shape or form. Um, we have that enforcement health check. There's lots of information online. Um, our, our colleagues over in business support policy have recently or well, last year developed a IP insurance um, guidelines. So again, insurance is something that you could look at. Intellectual property can be insured. It's become a bit more of a new thing recently. Um, so you could well get insurance on your, your intellectual property, which will help you enforce it. Uh, we have the um, IPEC, Intellectual Property Enterprise Court. Um, that has been created to try and keep costs down mm-hmm. um, for those wanting to enforce it. So although we're not directly going to enforce it for you, um, we are trying to do as much as we possibly can to make it easier for yeah kind of the, the little guy, so to speak, yeah. to, to enforce their IP and help you protect your work. Having a registered right makes it a lot easier to protect as well, um, yes. we would yeah. argue. Um, mostly, uh, if your trademark's been infringed, it's a civil action. It can be um, a criminal act, so if they're, if they're counterfeiting goods, etc. Uh, you can also, um, first again, first port of call possibly is your trading standards office. Um, a lot, a lot of people will do this inadvertently, though. So if if somebody is using your name, usually, um, I would say sort of you know, nine times out of ten, it's inadvertent. I, they they did they didn't know you were there, um, and a nicely worded letter from your uh, professional, um, your your solicitor, your trademark attorney, um, usually will will stop them from using that name. And obviously, there's further things you can do once uh, that that's happened. If they don't um, listen to your request in that letter then obviously you'd have to take further steps to so i suppose what would happen there is often your attorney would send them a letter they'd get this letter and go what the devil is ip then phone us and then we'll explain it to them okay so that's uh down to question four um and it's how do i file a worldwide trademark no such thing as a worldwide trademark okay um there are mechanisms to allow you to register in a number of countries at one time um, so you've got the European route, which is administered by the EU IPO based in Alicante. That obviously at the moment covers all 28 countries, including the UK. Uh, further afield, a system called the Madrid Protocol. That is administered by WIPO, the World Intellectual Property Organization. Currently, I think there's in excess of 90 countries on that, about 90, 95 countries. Ooh, not sure who have exactly. signed up to that uh, treaty. Um, and basically, you make one application to WIPO, select the countries you wish to uh, your trademark to extend to, um, pay the necessary fees, and it's all done under sort of one roof, should we say. So it's a lot, the admin is a lot easier. But you do end up with lots of trademarks. You do end up with a bundle of trademarks in the countries you wish. And also you have to have a home application to go through that route as well. So you either have to have a UK mark or indeed a European mark to actually go through the WIPO system. But sadly, no such thing as a worldwide trademark. But the WIPO, the Madrid system, allows you to register in a number of countries by just making one application. But there is a European trademark. But there is a European trademark. All 28 countries... Uh, currently, the fee for that I think is about eight hundred and fifty euros for starting, one mark. Yeah. Starting eight hundred fifty euros. Uh, fifty euros for every extra one. Uh, yeah. yeah, around that place. So, again, mechanisms. But again, get advice. Um, you know, give us a ring oh three hundred three hundred two thousand. Uh, we'll answer those queries and, and help you to extend your your brand uh, around the world. Question five. And now this well, this is quite strange. I suppose it's people um, who have absolutely 
filed for their trademark and the, we're talking about trademarks here. It's mostly about trademarks yeah, rather than any other trademarks. areas. Um, uh, and it's, how, can you give me a status update? And I think that's probably once they file the trademark, they want to know where, where it is, where what it's it doing. Is. Yeah, where it oh, is. Oh, yeah, we doing. can. If you, if you give us a ring, we can check on our system and yep. see what it is, where it is, or what yep. it is. But the registry's, on, registry's is. online as well. So yeah, um, basically, logging on to our website, trademark, search for a trademark. If you know the number, even easier, pop the number in. That'll tell you the current status, whether it's been examined. Whether oh, it's been, sorry. I was getting yeah, confused there. I was yeah. thinking a status in its application as opposed to what it is at the end of it. Oh, no. Well, no, well, you can do yeah, both, yeah. really. Yeah, you can do both. So has it been examined? Uh, has it been published? Is it uh, due for renewal? All that information is, is available dead? on our website. Is it expired? Yeah. Is it, yeah, yeah, whatever. All that information fully available on our website. Uh, www.gov.uk forward slash IPO. Trademark, search for trademark. You can do that by the number, by the mark itself. Um, applicant. By the applicant. Yep, yeah, absolutely. So again, just go in there and have a look. And I think we also do a thing called e-alerts, which if you register for that, as soon as the status changes on a mark, we send you an email to say the status is updated, changed, modified, and you can go in and have a look at that as well. So status, get online, have a look. So that was in question five. five. We now have question six. Oh, we're back back to basics here. Um, Christopher, um, how do I apply for a trademark? How do I apply? Oh, yeah. there's a few ways, actually, isn't there? Okay. So we discussed the cost earlier of £170 plus 50-odd quid. Okay. Um, that is your, your standard online filing fee. Okay. So you can go online, gov.uk forward slash IPO, um, and you can file for a registered trademark online. Fairly simply. Okay. Just fill out the details online. Um, bung in the what you want as the trademark, be it the name, the logo, or whatever it is that you're going for, and go through that system online. Um, alternatively, you can do a paper file. However, I think only about yeah, I think ninety eight percent or something. Yeah, now do this online. It's very very few people do a paper file. You can still do it. It will cost you an extra thirty quid. So another reason why why you should go online, really. Um, so that's that system as well. So you can get the the, the forms online there. Um, alternatively, there is also something called the right start process. Okay, the right start process is two hundred two hundred pounds plus the fifty odd quid, um, but you only pay half of it up front, and you pay half of it after examination. Once you've decided, actually, you think yes, you can you, get this trademark. So you get so, the, you get the examination report from us uh, for the half the fee. You can then look at that examination report. Um, th- then you can either stop at that stage, in which case you've lost half your money. Or the second stage is you pay the balance and it goes on to the next So it's stage. a bit of a risk versus reward. It might cost you an extra 30 quid if you do the whole system, but if you think it's unlikely and it might not get through examination, well, it might save you 70-odd quid. It's just okay. like having an examination, really, isn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah. Before you file. Like, yeah, so, so, it's, so it's paying so. half for your examination, half for, your, for, for the rest of it. Okay. Um, well, obviously, don't forget, um, trademark attorney, obviously, it is this is a legal process. As with any legal process... There are rules, regulations, time limits, etc. to be met. A trademark attorney is an expert in these fields uh, and they would do it for you. Obviously, uh, we've already mentioned uh, SITMA, the Chartered Institute of Trademark Attorneys. Again, have a chat with a local attorney. They'll put you in the picture, tell you how much they would charge you for doing the work. And obviously, you can take that into consideration and then either do it yourself or use them to do it for you because they are experts at doing it. About how many? How many? Is it about 50-50 that we get? Uh, I think it's roughly about the yeah about yeah, about yeah. about fifty uh, fifty. So it really yeah. depends. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it is good. Good, yeah. good good idea to have a chat to them. Okay, so that's how you apply. 
these all sort of sort of on the same sort of theme really um this one says i've changed my logo uh, and how do i update the register that's kind of the same question as the first one really isn't it can i add a class yeah can i change my logo yeah so once, once you filed sadly you, you 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 know you cannot add you cannot modify you cannot change you have to make a fresh application um, if you think of many, many companies who have been around for ages, let's say the Shell um, petrol uh, company, if you look at their original logo back in the sort of 1900s, um, it's nothing like the mark or the brand they use today. Uh, and what they do as they change and they modify, they refile, get a new fresher brand, freshen out, make it more modern. And they'll have a series of trademarks then running back from the 1900s all still in force and they'll use them you know here they're in every nostalgia on old old uh, sort of things as well uh, and they keep them all in force so they're there for people to um to use and look at and and defend mm. but they're all uh they'll all be registered and if you have a look probably shell I, I would probably think they've got probably an excess of maybe 50 Oof, 50 100 trademarks uh, all running for all the brands they currently use so yeah. unfortunately no you cannot um uh, modify a logo once it's been filed you have to make a fresh application so make sure you're happy with your logo before you file absolutely yeah that'll be one of the recommendations and then again get that advice from your trademark attorney question eight i don't know how far we're going to get down to these i think we do we probably do the top 10 so question eight. Oh, we'll change your tack here can i patent my idea ah. so we're going from trademarks here to to patents um do you want to say that one chris can i patent, can I my patent idea? an idea um, well, an idea is oh, it's a tricky one. It depends what you call, you call an idea, so to speak. Theoretically, no, you can't protect an idea. Um, however, an, a patent is for an invention, so functionality. If your idea is all about how something works, a new product and its development, i.e. functionality, um, then you can patent that. Mm. I think okay? what they're trying to get across there is, is can I patent it without having a, without a, having prototype, more... a prototype or, or a, um, having made the thing? Having made... Well... And indeed, you can. Yeah, you can. So, yeah, so as long as it works. Yeah, as, so as long as the when you apply for a patent, we, we don't want a working model. We don't want a prototype. You have to explain in writing in detail how that application or how that invention works, and that's got to be in enough detail for someone to make, modify, manufacture, or use that particular but invention. Contrary to that, I suppose if you said my idea is, um, I, I tell you what, I'm going to put a clock on my shoes so that I don't have to look at my wrist every day to check the time. Can I patent that? you could apply for it <laughs> well i mean the concept you're not really going to protect but you you might protect your 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 actual version of it the way, you've, it, do, the way, the way you've, done you've done it, it. yeah um, or you might try and protect and not yeah, saying you're going to get that bear in mind there might be issues take a step back issues, from that patents cost money they're quite expensive so unless unless you there is a commercial uh outlet for your product I would say suggest you wouldn't sort of patent uh, that something frivolous simply because you're not going to make money for it. And, so yeah, and so I suppose the answer is terms. an idea, no, but the expression of your idea, yes. the way you've done the it, the actual thing, that the you actual make shoe from that idea. Once that you've you turn made. that idea into a product or a service, then potentially, yeah, that's patentable. As long as it follows the other rules yeah. of patentability and all yeah. that, and, and not a collocation. Uh, question nine then. Oh, I think we covered this one earlier. Uh, what is right start? Oh, I, I mentioned we, that one already. mentioned that one already. So that's, that's one of the most common questions, yeah, is it? Yeah, apparently. That's, uh, I'm that, quite that's surprised by that. In at number nine, um, should we say. Uh, and then that, that's the system that allows you to halve the fee um, when applying for your trademark, get the results and decide whether you wish to continue. So, so if you're not we, sure, maybe the right yeah, start process is good. we covered that a little bit earlier. So mm. uh, you know, rewind by 
about three minutes and, and, and re-listen. That one, yeah. And you can have um, our shoe comments all over again. And then question 10. I think we're sort of, sort of getting to the end of this now. So let's do question 10. Um, can I copyright my logo? Oh, can I copyright my logo? Yes. Do you want to take this or do you want me to take this? Um, Shall we yeah, both take could, this? You, well, you carry on. You well, so a logo could have copyright in it in the form that it's an artistic work, etc. However, logos generally, in terms of intellectual property, we'd probably say are going to be protected by trademarks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a representation for your business of your yeah. of of yourselves to help protect your business. Um, so you can't copyright your logo because copyright's an automatic right anyway. So it just exists. So you wouldn't actively copyright. It just happens to have it. Um, that being said. Yes, it does have copyright in it, but you're probably primarily going to be more concerned with trademarks in terms of your protection. Yeah. What you should be careful of in terms of the copyright for your logo is if you've had a graphic designer create it for you. Okay, because this comes back to the old old thing of you don't necessarily own your work. Whoever created it owns it is the law in copyright. Okay, so a graphic designer who's created your work will generally own it unless there's a contract to the opposite. So, yes, there is copyright or there can be copyright in your logo. Make sure you own it. But generally, you're going to say trademarks are going to be more relevant for your logo in terms of your business protection. It represents the company. Anything that represents the company is your brand, your logo. You would register as a trademark. Yes, as Chris says, if someone's actually designed that for you, make sure you get the copyright back from them. Because, as Chris says, copyright is automatic. As soon as they create that logo, they will own it. So make sure in the contract... Uh, that the copyright assigns back to you, so that then allow you to register that as your trademark. Okay, and that's that's the top ten questions that we get asked when it comes to um, our Century Inquiry Unit or Information Team, as they are now. And there was one patent, one copyright, one patent, one copyright, yeah, and eight trademarks. So you can see mostly um, trademarks mm. uh, queries we get. But our website, you no, know, get on with the website before because a lot of these questions that you're asking will be easily found on our website, um, you know, so, so stop that, you know, save that phone call. Uh, but if you do need to call them, of course, they are there to answer your calls. Very friendly. You're, you're not going to get press one, press two. I see there are 10 people there. They'll pick up the phone within five rings and they will give you those uh, answers to the questions. Uh, 0300, 300, 2000 if you wish to call them. Okay, so just to finish off with, I always end up with a couple of things that have been in the press recently. Um, just to let you know, if you're interested in facts from the office, our Fast Facts 2017 brochure was launched this week. So again, front page of our website, get in there, see all those facts, how many trademarks were filed, how many designs were filed, where those designs were filed from, how many patents, what areas they've been filed in. All available on that, uh, the Fast Facts. You might go uh, and read that now. I did not read that. Go and have a little read of that. Um, I also have written a blog. Now, this was a coincidence. I I wrote a blog um, on sync licensing. So if you're a musician and you want to synchronise your your music with a piece of uh, film, um, obviously there's there's fees and licensing deals to be done. So I wrote an article on sync licensing, only to find that there's one on the BBC this week. Oh, which is convenient. a sheer coincidence. So, and, I, and that came across because listening to a number of adverts over over the last couple of weeks, I heard a number of Queen tracks being played for furniture, uh, cars, uh, kitchen cleaners, all all having Queen tracks in the background. I thought, wow, well, don't stop they, me now. Yeah, no, and another one, Drive the Duster, and various. Ah, oh, that's a good one. Yeah. So, so I did an article on that, and that will be out hopefully um, when you're listening to this or in the next couple of weeks. Um, the last AB Cinema. Uh, showed its last film this week as well. 
Do you remember A B Cinemas, Cinemas Chris? Or are you no, too young for that? I, no. I, I, You're an Odeon man, aren't you? Well, Cinewell. I know Odeon. I know yeah, so yeah. Yeah. ABC, uh, historic brand. Um, back in the day, I think just you know, war, from the war onwards. The well, cinemas Cinemas are available. And also um, highlighted this week, vinyl sales of music are up. Yeah, I heard about that actually. Yeah, which I heard is, about that recently. You know, so all the user downloading your digital formats and whatever, you, please. Everyone knows to retro do it. Is cool. You're obviously paying your your fee for doing so. But vinyl, um, have you got a Music deck? No. No. I got no. one for Christmas, so there we are. So I use I, a, I, a, a well-known music streaming uh, Other streaming app thing, apps thing. are available. Yeah. yeah. But again, you're paying a licensing fee because they're covered by copyright. All that music, yeah. royalties going back to the artists, um, so all covered by IP. So IP affects every business, every does, area. Um, if you want to contact us, um, 0300 300 2000 get some to our information centre if you want to give us a, a, a mail directly market at ipo.gov.uk we'll get you our email through to us or the information centre information is at inf- ipo.gov.uk if you want to contact the information centre well, there's our website at our website please IPO. Oh, yeah, get on there and have a look there's loads and loads of information on there um, that's been us for around 20 minutes uh, thank you very much for listening thank you Chris thank you very much nice um, to speak to you and we'll see you again on the next podcast <laughs>